And welcome to the podcast, Used Up Pens, an interview series about the Landreth family's journey with a son and brother diagnosed with autism, Trent Landreth. On today's episode of Used Up Pens, we'll hear the experiences of Trent's siblings, Trevor, Tristan, and TJ, during the years before Trent was enrolled in the Heart Spring school system. Please be aware that the content in this episode may contain some scary elements, and that the material presented was often remembered as a fight or flight scenario, and no harm was ever intended upon any members of the family. Please also remember that the experiences shared are in an effort that other families going through similar scenarios may be able to draw on these stories and learn from them so that we may all grow together and create a better learning environment for individuals with ASD and their families. Here's your host, Tristan Moore. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Used Up Pens podcast. I am your usual host, Tristan. Um, and we normally have mom and dad here, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. And, um, my wonderful husband Easton is going to be the host today and, um, he's going to be interviewing me the second of the four and, uh, one of my brothers, Trevor, the that's me. eldest and the little baby TJ. I guess that's me. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a baby. He's old man now. So I'll hand it over to you, Easton. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so far I have not been uh, on these podcasts because it has been mainly uh, the wonderful parents of Trent, <laughs> uh, Andrea and Corey, uh, but we need somebody to come in and talk to some of the just siblings because um, there are a lot of family members that deal with uh, kids with um, level three autism. And so, uh, we're just going to kind of get some of the discussion topics and kind of have a discussion from, uh, some of these. So, uh, I've just been told to kind of ask some questions to the three siblings of Trent, uh, two brothers and the one sister. So the first one we have is what was going through your mind uh, with all that's happened with Trent uh, so far in his life? So this is like pre-Heart Spring, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just childhood stuff. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot. I remember him being in school with TJ, and I think, were we in school with him? I was. You were? What grade would that have been? Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I no, was you in know preschool what? with him. I remember being upset because we did the third grade like buddy thing and Trent was in preschool. And so like one of my classmates got to have Trent as the buddy and I was like, I feel like I should be his buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Rude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like when I think back about that time, I guess I think a lot, it was kind of like survival. Like, I knew that nothing happening was anybody's fault. And I knew that we were just doing what we had to do to survive, basically. Yeah. Like, if it's this bad at school, just imagine when it's, like, at home kind of thing. I guess. I just meant, like, (laughs) at home. I just, like, when I think back about Trent being really aggressive in general back then... Like before Heartspring and whatever, mm-hmm. I think like it just 
is what it is. Like we, we and mom and dad just like did what they had to do to make it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, TJ, I mean, how did, how did you feel growing up with, with Trent? And I mean, uh, you're the youngest, you're the only one that, uh, was kind of, uh, didn't have really a life before Trent. Uh, uh, Tristan was pretty young and TJ had, or, uh, Trevor had a little bit of a childhood before Trent. So how did, how did you feel growing up, uh, throughout elementary school, middle school and high school with, with being attached to, to Trent? Well, I shared a room with him a lot. I know. I remember waking up in the middle of the nights with him having his uh, rage fits and throwing phone books and stuff at the ceiling. Yeah. And then I'd just kind of go under my blankets and hide there until he stopped because I can't get down because then he knows I'm in the room. I feel like he and I shared a room briefly also. You did. Yeah, and I don't remember I don't remember hardly any of that. I remember sharing a room more with you, TJ, than I remember sharing a room with him. That that was later on though. Like earlier I was with Trent and then yeah. later on in life I was with you. Do you guys uh know about when the age of when you guys were sharing some uh, sharing a room with with Trent and like maybe how that affected you of like the age period? Well, he was eight and a half when we left El Dorado. Okay. Or when we left for El Dorado. Left when we for left El Dorado. Leon. Okay. Yeah. So eight and a half, that would put... TJ was six. Yeah. And you would have been 10. I was 10. So I would have been 13. Mm-hmm. Which sounds about right, because I remember being a freshman in high school and sharing a room with him, with you. So I must have shared a room with him and Leon. I think that's where it was. Yeah, we that shared a room in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember now. Yeah, it was the room at the at that end of the hallway. That's when he and I shared one. I don't remember. I don't remember him being in there very often, though. Yeah, that's the only room I remember being in the whole time I was in the house. That that's my memory. TJ, I thought you shared his room, the one with the swing and stuff. I thought you guys shared that room before. The one with the swing. Yeah, but in, before in I had a swing. And, and no, in Leon. In Leon. I I don't remember a swing in a room in Leon. Okay. <laughs> okay. I do. I remember. Yeah, I do too cuz I would just Although I think by that point he it. did have Trent did have his own room. I think. Well, yeah, at that point, but I meant that room. Oh, the room that eventually had the cool yes. stuff in it. Yes, that was yeah. the room that Trent and TJ shared. Yeah. I remember now. I yeah, I don't remember a whole lot like with the room sharing stuff. Yeah. So um, it seems like TJ seemed to have the most, uh, interaction. Maybe. Yeah. Interaction yeah. and, uh, memory with staying with Trent, yeah. uh, as a sibling. And so I just kind of want to ask how, how did that, like, how did that experience go? How did that make you feel as a child, like a adolescent, uh, being with, I know you said that you, were kind of scared um, at some point and sometimes. So, which is weird to think about because you're a big dude now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so is Trent. Yeah. But and so, but Trent's always been a little bit ahead of the curve. Yeah. Not in like fitness, but like in pure strength. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and um, I can outrun him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got going for you. That's right. Yeah. Um. So was that kind of your mindset that? you felt like he was always 
stronger and you were kind of scared of him, but you felt like you could get away if you needed to? Well, when I was younger, I think I didn't. If he had me like that was it, I kind of thought. Oh, because really? Because I okay. can't do anything about it if he gets a hold of me because mm-hmm. I was little. And uh, then when I got older, I kind of thought maybe maybe I can restrain Tramp by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like he broke my nose. <laughs> Join the club, my like, man. So? <laughs> yeah, I still it still feels crooked from when he listen headbutt my nose. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just I hugged him from behind, tried to squeeze him to restrain him. Yeah, and he just swung his head back. Yeah, that's what you get, TJ. Yeah, then I ran to the room and grabbed something to make it look big and scary, and he turned around and walked away. <laughs> Okay. What yeah. did you grab? Like a frying pan? Or oh, no, I, I, gra- I grabbed a bat. <laughs> oh, okay. I did. I wasn't going to hit him with it, but like. Just to like make to yourself was, appear. Yeah. Like, don't mess with me. Because I was like, what else am I going to do right now? <laughs> and then he, then it worked and he walked away. Yeah. And that's completely valid. Yeah. TJ. Uh, just Parents a- always told me like when I was in a swimming pool, if Trent was on me and I couldn't get out up out for air or something they always told me do whatever I can to him to to get away not not say him with like a bad is good but yeah Uh, and I think it's a important thing for people listening to know that uh it's not a I'm trying to injure the person or I'm gonna hurt but uh trying to feel bigger and try to uh-huh. have the other, the person with autism realize that like there are repercussions and that that's why that's what I was thinking about you know appearing bigger, but um I still think he can take me if I had a bat. <laughs> I think he could take anybody if he I, really wanted to. I feel like to. he would just make him madder, and that's I actually knew that <laughs> right when I grabbed. I'm like, wait, if I actually, wait a second, <laughs> if I actually had to do something with he he could he'd probably make him more mad. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'd just be on me. Well, thank yeah. goodness he walked away. <laughs> yeah, and and I and he was just, a lot older at that point. And just yeah. being around Trent, I think it's also a he cares for you. And he doesn't want to hurt you. And so if you show these signs that he uh, can realize that I don't want to hurt my brother. I don't want to hurt my sister. And it's just a... Well, and he knows when he hurts you. Yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't want you to cry. No. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it when you're upset. He just... Uh, he uh, reacts. And uh, <laughs> then once he realizes what's happening, he... Yeah. Kind of adjusts. Uh, I apparently had to be bald for a while when I was little. Do you not remember that? I don't remember it because I was probably a baby. and You were really and small. And a little older. Yeah. I remember you being bald. <laughs> little bald baby TJ. Mm. Uh, going off of that, of having to literally be bald because you don't under, you don't understand or don't know how Trent's going to react to you. Mm-hmm. Um do you, what do you guys feel about, or how do you guys feel about um, your parents having to act and give more attention to your brother Trent than the rest of you? How do you think that guy? How do you think that affected you? Did did you feel sad, mad, upset, uh, angry? Um, you know, how did that make you guys feel knowing that? They had to give more attention to Trent than the rest of you because he needed yeah. that. Yeah. You know, one of the other uh, episodes, Tristan, you talked about your your uh, kitchen set being ruined when they found out that yeah, he didn't. Of course, right? Yeah, I, and I remember Dad mentioning my Legos, and I mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that more and more recently, and I do remember 
Like, because you didn't know what would happen. And, you know, you'd come into the room and it'd just be broken on the floor or whatever. Something would be busted mm-hmm. or, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember in, when I was really young and Trent was really young. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you expect your parents to be like, go tell your brother you're sorry. You, mm-hmm. that you, but like, obviously that doesn't work in this situation. He doesn't know what he did was wrong. It wasn't malicious. Yeah. There was no intent behind it. Just mm-hmm. that's what happened. And I remember the shift in those emotions of being like, I can't believe this. Cause I remember having to really rebuild the same things like four yeah. or five times. And I remember that shift in emotion of like, I can't believe this is happening again. Like I just like some days it was on the same day and mm-hmm. I was like, I just built this. I just rebuilt it. Now it's broken again. And that shift into like, Oh, now I get to rebuild it again. It kind of turned into this, like, well, this thing happens and I can redo it. So I'm just going to redo it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, I remember that emotional, like ma- not maturing, but I don't know what the proper word, emotional conditioning, yeah. I guess of like, this is just the way it is. You have to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I mean the kitchen thing of course stands out to me. Um, but, and if I'm being honest, I wasn't like genuinely upset about it. I was just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Right. That's my kitchen. (laughs) Um, I make fake eggs on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, he, can't talk or like yeah. couldn't talk. So I, I don't ever remember feeling like upset about him getting attention or something because I, like, of course. Yeah. Like wh- why would he not? I don't know. It was almost like not natural, I guess, but oftentimes when Trent would get the attention, that kind of attention, it was because he did something like he hit someone or something went wrong. Um, and so it's just like parents reparating and they're like a neurotypical child of like, you did this and this was bad. Only in this case, it was more of like, we have to restrain him so he doesn't hurt more people or more whatever. Mm. Um, so I think there's a similarity there in terms of that. I do remember food. Like, why does Trent get to have chicken nuggets when the rest of us has to eat this oh, really? broccoli? See, I don't. Really? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't the really food stuff. remember food. I did have a... I remember like going back for seconds and there not being seconds of something. That oh I wanted. yeah, especially and that still happens like with pizza, like yeah. going back and it'll just be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Trent cook a pizza and then we I eat one half and he eats the other. Oh my goodness! That's usually how we we would eat. You guys are big boys. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you remember moments of your childhood where you felt like you were neglected as a child because you felt like they were spending more time on Trent and I mean, I've never, I've never thought about it before, but now I am thinking about it. Um, I, I don't really remember ever getting a whole lot of attention. I tell you what I remember. My whole life, I don't remember really. Tristan, you probably remember this too, and maybe you're thinking the same thing. Hmm. I remember stuff that would get you and I in trouble. Oh my gosh, of course. Would not get TJ in trouble. Yeah, you little pigeon. (laughs) Yeah, one day, let me tell everyone. I would love to tell everyone this story. One day, TJ kept faking like he was sick, and because he's a little baby, he got to stay home all the time. And I finally went to mom, and I'm like, you know he's not sick. You know he's not. And she's like, 
he said he's sick. I don't, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, I was just like so upset. So then we get ready for school, like the next day or something. And TJ's like, my tummy hurts. I can't go to school. And mom is like, okay, well, then you need like go to your room, blah, blah, blah. And so I come out. And I'm like, is TJ not going to school today? And they're like, he says he's sick. And I was like, whatever. We get in the car to go to school. And TJ is literally riding his bike outside. <laughs> he's riding his bike down the street and in the yard. And I was like, mom, look, look at this. Do you see him? And she was like, TJ, if you say you're sick, you better act like it and go in your room. I remember doing that, so I think she's making stuff up. No. (laughs) It happened. I was going to say, TJ's real stoned-faced during this whole story. Well, that's because I got cut off, and and now I'm trying to think about where I was. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But I was going to say, yeah, but since I didn't really, I don't really ever remember a whole lot of attention Mm -hmm. getting, it kind of like made me an introvert. Because oh, I like okay. being alone. I love it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like people ke- like coming and talking to me a whole lot. It, I, if I'm in my room alone, my my games, my whatever, I'm I'm good for the whole day. And your dog. And my dog. Now I now I think about it, I feel like that probably has something to do with it that I didn't oh, yeah. have people to talk to, really. Yeah, like, and it probably has a lot to do with the fact that uh, your parents were very caught up with what they need to do with Trent. Mm-hmm. And so if you were, so. if you were yeah. quote unquote good, they don't need to worry about you. So whatever you're doing, they don't need to pay attention to it because they're focused on yeah. what Trent needs. And, and not, it's not a slide on the parents, but no. if, if you're quote unquote good, they're just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to, Focus on what needs to happen, and and there's a lot that needs to happen. With and it, so. I wasn't I wasn't a bad kid, so no, yeah. So well, they I never really none cared. of us really were. Yeah. Mom and dad aren't here to say otherwise. So right. Uh, well, and that this is all, of course, early early years. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a there was a time when Trent got a little better, and the the aggression subsided a little bit, and TJ got to be a little more included, I guess, or. Uh, Got the attention that he maybe needed, or not needed, but the attention he wanted. <laughs> oh, there was a point where I just didn't want attention. <laughs> it already I, happened. Yeah, I knew it was already an introvert. Right. I, I, number one thing I hated was when my birthday came around. I never liked that school when they announced my birthday on the announcements, and I never liked people wishing me happy birthday. Okay, but you will do really dumb stuff in front of people to let get them to laugh at you. Like I will nowadays. Yeah, it's like. You love attention sometimes, and the other times you hate it. If it's, it has to be under your terms, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, when I, but when I was in high school, I... Came out, I you came I, out I of your shell a little bit. I yeah. did. That, that's around the time. Yeah. But I can I still right now just go in my room and be fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, kind of drawing us back into to yeah. Trent, did you feel like you had to help and do things growing up? For Trent. Absolutely. 100%. 110%. Which, this is probably where our um, birth order is going to come into play. <laughs> like, do you do you feel like you had to help? No. Or do you feel like you could help and you decided to? Here's I think the it's thing. the big I think thing. Trevor feels like he, it was like his responsibility. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I came at it as like, 
You want to. I want to help. Mm-hmm. Like th- he's he's mine. Like <laughs> I have I have to. It wasn't even like a question really. It was just like yeah, I wanted to. Yeah. And then TJ can speak for himself. Hi. Wanted to survive. Um, I, I just grew up with fear and <laughs> and um I'm glad we can laugh about that now. I Well, you just did what you were told. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and I remember I had you, you guys were the help. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. you relied they on never us. They came to, to me and, and said, hey, can you watch? And Trent? they never expected you to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it shows the a complete different dynamic between right. all of the siblings of there's only one of you that is younger than than Trent mm-hmm. and and two of you that are older and felt like an obligation a want and a fear because you didn't understand maybe does that sound right that you didn't really understand and you felt like the parents didn't really want you to just want to survive <laughs> the Trent experience and the Trent the experience, experience. I, I don't remember much because it get like around this time you we're were talking really, I was probably you were younger really young. than six yeah yeah, I, I'm talking through, all, all, the way all the way until you like left the house. How did like did you feel like they expected something from you to uh, help out with Trent? Uh, when I was in high school, I watched him when they were gone because Trevor did his college in Emporia, and uh, Tristan was so, also college. So you felt a little bit more of a. Uh, um, responsibility. Duty and responsibility yeah. after the head of the house son had left. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had some responsibility. I probably didn't really want to do it like they did, though. Yeah. that's. But it sounds like you stepped up. I, I Yeah, I stepped up and watched yeah. them because no one else would. Could, was able, could. yeah. I, I just wasn't as enthusiastic about it as <laughs> right. they were. Which is fine. I still think about that a lot. I think about moving out and I still kind of feel like I just left you guys to, which I know it wasn't like, it was my decision to go and it wasn't my responsibility to stay, but I still feel like I left you guys kind of high and dry with Trent. Cause I think, I think partially because of that, I think that's why you're so good with him the way you are now, Tristan, is because you absolutely, at least in my eyes, stepped into that role that I had. Well, too, right? I've said this before, but I think it's it's interesting to note that Trevor lived with Trent when he was at his worst, basically. TJ lived with or remembers being with Trent when he is at his best as he was older. And I'm the only sibling that saw him at both and lived with him at both. Well, I mean, I, I was I remember being in the room with them when he would throw ginormous temper tantrums yeah but yeah. you know back in leon but the yeah. majority of what you remember through your life well, yeah. is, yeah. is better stuff. She, she remembers better than i do <laughs> so it sounds like the importance of this is that um however many siblings you have every single one of them has a different experience yeah definitely uh, with a, a child with uh, that's on the spectrum so you know Trent called me the baby 
most Trent called you the oh yeah we'd ask him did. no Trent no, did Trent oh did. really we would okay. ask, we would say who is TJ and he would say baby and you, I, I feel like that was probably pretty intimidating for me <laughs> to have this uh, Trent that mm-hmm. is probably a little taller than me and yeah. he and he bigger and and whatnot and uh <laughs> And then I have to watch him, and I'm like, what am I going to do if he gets mad? And he probably, and I'm like, he calls me baby, so he probably doesn't see me as any more than the younger little Yeah, and I'm curious. I don't know if we've tried this. I feel like he'd go harder on me than he would with (laughs) someone that's bigger. Oh, like you, like he, you think that he... I always thought he'd, he'd go harder on me because he knows he can... Oh, because he knows stuff. you're the baby. Yeah. That's what he identifies you as. Uh-huh. I'm curious if he would still identify you if we asked who the baby was, if he would say TJ. Oh, we've uh, done that. He doesn't do he it. Has. He has. He, he'll hilarious. say Janessa or... Oh, yeah. Our cousin who yeah. who's a lot younger than us. <laughs> um, but it's usually still... Yeah. Still... Yeah. yeah if he's if TJ's in the room, it's, it's TJ. Yeah. He definitely still... I remember that now. Um, now that we've thought about it, I'm remembering times of... Identifying TJ as the baby, even today. Oh, for sure. He did it until he, if we would say Trent, who's the baby, he would say TJ until TJ was, how long is nine years ago? How old were you nine years ago? Nine years ago? Yeah. Oh, I had some math. <laughs> math. 12? 12? Yeah. Yeah, 12. I think. Yeah, 12. Because that's when Janessa was born, our cousin. Yeah. That's what Easton was just saying. Yeah, yeah. he'll identify Janessa. As Janessa because. didn't even graduate. I mean, she didn't even start school till I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once there was another baby, like in the family, he called her the baby. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of in a different lane, uh, but also something I think uh, people that are around people with uh, any level of autism uh, might need to know is how do you uh, kind of talk to people and tell people that you have a sibling with Mm. severe or level three autism like how does that conversation come up and how do how do you feel discussing that and just kind of how does that go if we're talking about family like if you're in a this conversation is, they're this, like this oh, is I friends have. family member yeah. like uh, most family members will probably already know that trent has level three but autism yeah, yeah, but, but like, like if you're talking to someone they're like like yeah i have blah blah, blah siblings and and they start talking about them because i've had been in a lot of conversation you know where they mm-hmm. like to talk about family stuff mm-hmm. I, i'll mention them yeah if the question's in there, then, you know, it just ends there. <laughs> I got a brother with autism. Mm. But if they want to know more, then I'll be like, okay, yeah. Tell them whatever. Yeah. So how does that conversation, like, like go? Do they just, like, 100% just kind of accept it? Or they ask questions? Or are they curious about how that went? Well, Is it, it just kind of a cut dry? <laughs> he has level, level three yeah. severe autism and that's it. It's different. Sometimes it's cut dry and they're just like, oh, that's, that's cool. And that's it. <laughs> or, or they're like, oh man, what, what, what is he like or whatever? But I mean, it's different every time. You know? mm-hmm. I find a lot of people have a hard time understanding his way of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, like try, like, trying to explain when it gets brought up in conversation, trying to explain, he doesn't he doesn't communicate like you think he communicates. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and having to explain that. I think that's probably the hardest part about it. But I, if I'm in a store or in Trentswith or if we like make a quick trip run or something like that, he just stays close and does his own thing. And if people look at him funny, I'll usually just say, excuse me, and we'll walk past or something. And No, that's when you size him up. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I acknowledge it. I'm not, <laughs> I, know, I don't. I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know that anybody's like, uh, when I tell people, actually, a lot of the times, if, if someone, if we're talking about Trent and I say he has autism, if that person has a sibling with autism or, or some kind of uh, intellectual disability, mm-hmm. um, they will tell me that they also have a, a sibling like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just want to tell everybody about him. And I work in the autism world, so I get to talk about him a lot. Um, and so I've had a lot of people ask me a lot of questions about him and about our family and stuff. And I always answer them honestly. And, um, they're always like, do you mind if I ask? (laughs) Or they always like tiptoe around it a little bit. Sure. And I, I just try to tell them like, I love talking about him. So if you have questions, like I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's it's not something, it's not a conversation that you necessarily even want to tiptoe around. Like, it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, and th- yeah, and that's how I feel about it too, especially working in the the field that I do. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't hear, or I, don't, I guess I don't talk to a lot of people who also have, like you were saying, some people have said that they have a, a sibling mm-hmm. um, as well. But I, I don't. I haven't met a lot of people that say that. Okay. Well, I only have two more questions for you guys as siblings of uh, somebody with level three autism. Um, When Trent is at his worst with you, it usually tends to be uh, really a couple months at a time of when Trent is unhappy and has most of his uh, issues um, what do you feel like you need from people on the outside when he's at the worst, he's, uh, maybe attacking, hurting or being aggressive. What do you need from people on the outside? Like what makes you feel better from people on the outside? Like people we don't know. Or- just, just people that aren't in the immediate family. Like we all know that Trent's not at his best and he's emotionally or physically hurting us. Uh, what makes you feel better when people are talking to you about you know, like, uh, specifically, like usually you say, well, Trent's not having, uh, the best week. Um, w- what makes you feel better when people talk to you? My initial response, if I'm, if I'm at the grocery store or something and he, hits his head mm-hmm. or if he's not exactly cooperating I mean, yeah. or something mm-hmm. my initial thoughts of people around is mind your business don't <laughs> don't look don't stare don't point don't offer help let this happen move on with your life yeah so what you want to hear is like what's happening is happening and i don't want to i don't want yeah, to yeah don't say bring attention to, to it yeah. don't don't call it out don't yeah. go tell the store manager that somebody's having a breakdown because yeah. they're not you just don't understand what's happening yeah yeah are we talking about like if we're with him or like just when he's if, not having a good 
uh, I, Time. I, basically just a good week, good yeah. month. What do you want to hear like well, from from other people? Yeah, I was thinking about that time that he was over here and he uh, went after me. It was like we had to take him back to mom and dad's at like 11 p.m. Oh, it was about midnight. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, and then we had to like debrief mom and dad about everything that happened. Um, and this was because they monitor it. Right. Don't they monitor when he. It does self-inflicted um, and stuff like that. Yeah, but this was like he was trying to kill me. Oh. Time. <laughs> so he was... <laughs> I have learned to not say, um, I know you want to do this, but you can't. He gets real mad if you say that. So no, but no Rule one number say one, that to him. Don't tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he got extremely upset with me. Um, and... I remember I had work the next day and I worked with kids with ASD. Like did I did ABA therapy with them. And, um, I remember going to work and I just like could not, I could, I, it was, I just couldn't handle we, it. We, we both took a day off of work. We yeah. called in and we took a day off of work. And if I can butt in here, which I'm not supposed to do, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do, I, I feel like in that moment when he was at his worst and he was attacking was that, you needed to hear and know that Trent still loves you and that it wasn't a, I'm going to attack Tristan because I hate her. It was just a, yeah. uh, I'm irritated. I don't know how to express my feelings. And so this is what's going to happen. But like, so square need, up Tristan, <laughs> yeah. that you need to hear that like Trent doesn't hate you. Yeah. It was just a reaction I and think. that he, yeah. And yeah. so I think that's important for people people yeah i was getting to like that. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> parents need to know that if they're getting attacked or if if there are issues and siblings that that person still loves them yes and that i'm i am still doing a good job yeah and that's hard I, yeah. I have I have talked to not only you, yeah. but I have a few people at work that have um, kids with with autism, yeah. and they it they don't get any reinsurance that what they're doing is right, right. and that um, you need to be told yeah. that what you're doing is good for them, mm-hmm. and they may act aggressively towards you, but you're doing what's good for them, and. You're doing the best that you you're, can. You're doing the best that you can. Yeah. yeah. That is very important to yeah. know. Yeah. And I, I think I, I was going to say too, um, because I worked with kids with autism and mm-hmm. like one-on-one I was, I was with them. Um, it was hard to, to care for a child on the spectrum when that had just happened the night before. Yeah. And yeah, I, I went home from work or, or maybe I, you called, called in. in before, yeah, we called yeah. In. yeah, yeah, and we I both, got we both did, yeah, yeah. Um, I think too, like that's not something that, like that happening, or him just like not having a good day or whatever. That happening, um, like, isn't a normal reason to not be normal the next day. Like, it's not. Um, common for you know like no not anybody would just call in because of something like that yeah 
And so it's hard. And, like, you dealt with this, too, Easton, is, like, do you explain everything that's happening? They're not going to understand, like, the impact that it's made. And so it's hard to, how much do you explain? Are they going to understand why you need to take time off? Like, it's, yeah, it's just hard. Um, Honestly, the look Trent gives you (laughs) before he attacks you, it, the look Trent gives you before he attacks you is probably the most terrifying look, <laughs> and I can't describe it to you. You'd have to see it. Yeah. I, and then, when, then when he is attacking you, he's he's still giving you a you uh, you you're dead look. <laughs> yeah. I I think I don't remember that look. I do remember the look of when you have him pinned to the ground and he closes his eyes and smashes his head into the floor. Yeah, that's that's what I remember. Yeah. Or when he closes his eyes and hits his head. Yeah. Yeah. He, his look is literally like he's not himself. Yeah. When I was uh, big enough to kind of hold him back, uh, and he, uh, he came at the house, I was watching him. He threw, you know, he's throwing his hands at me. I grabbed both his hands. We had him kind of like in an O shape holding him. Mm-hmm. Then he started swinging his head yeah. really fast yep. and really hard. And you can just see it going like, up and down bobbing at you like it would knock you out if it if one of those hits hit yeah. you and then he bit my arm and all that <laughs> and then he bit my arm yeah. <laughs> I'll uh if I see him now if I'm watching him like at church on um in the back mm-hmm. if I see him go to like hit his head and he, he cause he does a prep he oh, throws yeah. his arms up I'll grab him mm-hmm. and I'll I'll hold it back and he does not like that but I'm like well, too no. bad buddy like <laughs> I'm not going to let you hit your head. If I can stop you now, I will. Yeah. <laughs> but. Well, Tuji, you didn't really answer the question. Of- <laughs> what was the question again? Just, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They go no, off onto these other things. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we've talked about a lot here, which is really good. Uh, just when, when Trent, especially as the youngest, uh, when Trent was at his worst, what did you need to hear from your parents, from other people, friends, family you know what did you need to hear from them to make you feel good like what when he was at his worst like what did you yeah uh what did you need to hear we're on our way <laughs> <laughs> we're on our way hi mom trent's trying to kill me okay we're on our way <laughs> that was good to that's <laughs> That's fair. Oh, it's no, so real. It's so real. <laughs> I wish everyone could see him right now. TJ's like hey, sitting hey, Trent, so dad's coming. And, <laughs> and also, as somebody who was married into this, 100% knows what you're talking about. Because yeah. <laughs> Trent has tried to kill my wife, and I had to tell him, your parents are on their way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually if it's all of us in the room, though, I'm the one he goes after. Really? That's well. I mean, I don't know about all the, all three of us, but usually when I'm in the room with them and it's a parents or something, mm. I'm the one he targets. He doesn't target anyone else. It's always me. Yeah. And you, that's you mean why like mom he, and dad? Even when I was in high school, said to me, "When he gets mad, go to your room because he'll get you." I, I'm kind of curious. You're an easy target, TJ. Mom, yeah. Well, and we talk a lot on easy the podcast. Target. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot on the podcast about how Trent typically will go for like the alpha figure in the room. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if you said you were in high school when, when that yeah. started happening. I wonder well, I mean, if it happened my whole life. 
Oh, he'd, you say, oh, okay. He'd always come th- after me. I think it happened when you were little because you were so small. Yeah. And so he, it, like, if he did something to you that he would have done to mom or dad, mom or dad could have handled it more than your little four-year-old body could. Oh, oh, and and I might look like an alpha male, but dad, <laughs> but dad would take the cake on that if Trent saw both of us. He'd yeah, oh, he'd yeah. think dad's the the bigger one. Well, what what I meant to say was, we just talked about how Trent doesn't like being told you can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that played something into it. Like Trent, Trent's gut instinct is to go after whoever is the alpha in the room. Mm-hmm. Call it primal instinct or whatever Mm -hmm. um but if he's been told all his life don't you can't mess with tj don't mess with his head don't mess with whatever i wonder if there was something in there that was like like, (laughs) yeah like i can't i can't mess with tj well forget this i'm going after him anyway kind of thing yeah maybe huh said take that tj oh (laughs) (laughs) not funny okay (laughs) I thought it was funny. Oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I remember yes. when I watch them and stuff. Like I, you guys grew up, you know, learning how to handle them and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't really learn how to handle them. Yeah. So yeah. when I got to the point to watch them, I didn't know how oh, to how to get do what to do when he got mad yeah. what is that called what's the what's the technique i try to do what dad does it's but the it thing that work it's the thing that mom taught us when we were younger oh cpi cpi that's what it was yeah. i i've never heard of what i mom still remember was. stuff from that about how to restrain i um remember stuff from that too but i learned it from my job oh well <laughs> Well, I mean, that was that was basically the last question I had. But uh, I think most people listening to this podcast are trying to uh, deal with and trying to figure out how to interact with um, people and and mm-hmm. siblings and kids with uh, ASD. So the last question I'll have uh, for you guys as siblings is: uh, What were some things that helped you just live life? just made life like what made life could have made life easier for you knowing the knowledge that you do now to live with somebody uh with level three autism now obviously (laughs) trying level three but anybody listening could have anywhere from one to three so yeah what could make life a little bit easier for them i don't know man (laughs) it's hard no matter what yeah Yeah. i don't know much more now than i did when i was in high school (laughs) i i think you know we Mom and Dad did the live stream thing on the Drawings by Trent TikTok that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a lot of people saying things like, it's amazing that you guys stayed together through all this, that your family, and a lot of the comments we get on the podcast and on TikTok is people really love the family relationship that we have. Yeah. And so I think if I had to give advice to people going through this now, I guess, it's that if if your initial reaction to this kind of situation is is to let that anger and frustration of the moment when they're attacking you, they're saying mean things to you, and it seems like it's never going to end, find solace and comfort in your siblings and in your parents and the and all the people that are, that are going through the struggle with you. Because I think, kind of like what Tristan was saying earlier, it's really easy to feel alone and like you're not doing a good job 
if something like that does happen. Mm. Um, but luckily for Tristan in that moment, she had Easton to tell her, I'm sure those things you said earlier are things you told her, you did what you could, did a good job. This doesn't make you bad at what you do. This doesn't mean they hate you. You know, you still love him. He still loves you. Uh, and I remember, you know, we talked earlier too about, we have three different interpretations. We have, we have somebody that feels like they need to need to take care of Trent. Somebody wanted to take care of Trent. Someone that kind of lived in fear of Trent, not to put too fine a point on it. I think today, I mean, we're in the same room right now. We all brought our dogs. <laughs> like we're close. And I think the reason I like to call us the Midwest mafia, because I feel like <laughs> for us anyway, family, definitely because of Trent family's kind of become the most important thing. And I think we have some of the strongest family ties around because of the situation, because we chose to embrace each other rather than pull away. Yeah. Um, something that is really sad actually is it, there, there's a pretty high divorce rate in general. There's an even higher divorce rate for, um, families of kids with special needs, um, autism specifically, but in general, um, and that, I mean, mom and dad have said, I don't know how many times before, but they said, I don't know what we would have done if we didn't, if we weren't together, if we couldn't go through this together. And, um, I, I think too, going along, like what I said earlier, people not understanding the difficulty of it all, especially like when Trent's just having a hard time and there's not, you, you can't figure out how to help him or something yeah. if he's just, you know, not, not having a good time. Um, like you don't have to explain anything to your family because they understand. Yeah. So thanks again, Easton for coming on to host. I kind of threw you a curveball about that. Sorry. We, I was like, a few weeks ago, I think I came and I was like, Easton, we need you to host for this episode because we want to interview Tristan. I think a couple months ago. Oh, time. Listen, <laughs> I'm struggling. What is time? <laughs> what is time? That's right. You can oh, let's not go into that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Easton, of course, for being on the podcast. You're the best. I hope everyone has a great week and we will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Used Up Pins podcast. Uh, we want to thank Easton again for being on. If you don't know, he is the host of our sister podcast, uh, which is going through a little bit of a rebranding right now, but I think you'll still look up and find the Couch Critics relatively easily on wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you liked what he had to say today, go ahead and check him out on that for all your movie needs. Tristan, did you know we have two new reviews this week? Wow, two. Two. I did not. And we got one like the day that the last one released. So sorry we didn't get to this uh, before. This uh, first one is Love, Love, Love from Conjay Partey. Ooh, that's fun. I'm actually a Spotify listener, but I wanted to come over to this app and leave a review to show my support for this podcast. That's so nice. I am amazed at the positivity, humor, and humility of this family. This should be required listening for all people. Oh, yeah. And he wrote or she wrote capitals ALL all people it helps to hu it helps to humanize people living with autism as well as their loved ones please keep it up love to you all smiley face that was so nice yeah uh, this next one is amazing podcast from Reagan Renee 
I am a third year high school special ed teacher, and this podcast moves me in so many ways. I love hearing about how your family lovingly deals with the good and the hard times with Trent. I have a student that reminds me of Trent, an 18-year-old who is very violent at times and can't express his needs. My goal is to give the parents at least seven hours of the day without them having to get that call. (laughs) I've been punched all over and had to sit as all my things I bought for my class got ripped down and destroyed as I waited out his rage. Mm. The destruction is nothing compared to the gratefulness the parents have for just finding someone that allows their child in their class. I hope others can hear this podcast and if not find ways to help parents of children with ASD, then they can at least get awareness of how hard it can really be. Yeah. And thank you for your work. Yeah. All the work that you do. Definitely. Uh, so if you've been following us on TikTok, we have a little bit of news. Tristan, do you want to tell us about Alligator on a Leash and what exactly that is? Oh, sure. So um, am I explaining the whole thing? Yeah. So um, Trent does request videos. So they randomly pull some requests out of a um, the wonderful Dallas Cowboys Cup. And um, Trent draws in like five seconds. Uh, whatever is on the paper and um, someone wanted an alligator on a leash and Trent um, not having walked a dog himself before ever because why would he need to do that um, did not know what a leash was so he ended up drawing an alligator on top of a dog because dad was trying to explain to him what a leash was and he said something along the lines of like what a dog uses something about a dog and yeah, so you know when we walk your brother's dog then we put a leash on him and we take him for a walk. So in Trent's mind, he heard moose. And so he drew moose under an alligator. Yeah. Um, so that's how that happened. And um, everyone loved it. That video went viral on TikTok. Um, lots and lots of views on that one. So um, for 500,000 followers, which Woo-hoo! is so cool. Um, Thank you all. Yeah, mom and dad um, did 500 of the Alligator on a Leash t-shirts. If you know, you know. Um, So there you have it. And you can buy them on drawingsbytrent.com. As well as buying uh, hats, t-shirts, coloring books, posters, not posters, prints, other Cards, other things. Socks. Socks now. Yeah, and the socks are actually, they turned out way better than I I expected. And I can't wait to wear them. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I, it also hit me, we want to thank TJ also for having mm. him on. TJ uh, is an arborist and he has been, for the past like month and a half or two months, he has been down in Louisiana. He was there for about a month, I think, or maybe it'll give or take a little bit. And after that, he basically went straight to Missouri and he's been there for about three or four weeks, I think now, mm. uh, trimming trees and, and helping get power back to people that need it after the hurricane passed through. And he just got back today and I don't think he has to go back now, but he got, uh, got home and he got back around seven or eight o'clock and then he had some dinner, I think, and chilled out for a second and then came here to record. So thank you for being on uh, today, TJ. Yeah. Uh, so as we say always, the best way to share this podcast, oh, uh, go ahead and leave a uh, rating, five stars, please, if you can, uh, and then a review. We love reading them, and we love hearing what you guys think about the podcast. But the biggest way to, to help spread this podcast around is just... Word of mouth. Share it with a friend. That's oh. right. <laughs> she <laughs> I was, was like, close. I don't exactly know what you're trying to get me to say, but there you go. That's all right. Cool. So uh, we want to thank you again, Um for all of your love and support as we've been doing this. Uh, we've loved doing it and we love having people listen to it and respond. And as always, 
Leave a review. Oh, wait. Thanks for listening. Oh, you were so close. Here, we'll try again. Yeah. As always. Thanks for listening. I literally.